Hello to the good people, good people listening. Welcome to the Ultimate Football Fan Podcast, our week five predictions. Here with my guy, sports guy, David. How you doing, David? Doing good. Victory Tuesday. We just finished up the Charger Podcast with our follower, Alex, uh, future head uh, defensive coordinator for the Chargers. Dude, he, I swear to God, he gives me those vibes. I, as soon as before he even said what he was going for, I was like, he looks like a head coach. He looks like a defense coordinator. Uh, all the good luck to him. He's still young and at 18. Oh, I wish I was 18. All right, moving on um, past my <laughs> personal life. Let's get this uh, week started off. You're listing the games to me earlier. And, um, oh, first off, I want to say that you went 10 and – did I say 10 and 6? Yes. You went 10 and 6, and I went 11 and 5. Some I'm good weeks. Some good weeks. But I bet on every team I lost. Yeah. The five losses I, I, I got were all <sighs> my parlay. How do, I was, yeah, I was like, how the hell did we go 10 and 11 wins and our parlay did not hit? We're, like, we are stupid. Bro, like, the funny thing is, like, I forgot what I was going to say. It was so funny. I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> no, we um, just bet on the wrong teams. We just bet, yeah, on, we the just wrong bet on the wrong teams. teams. I think it was something along those lines. Yeah. Like, what's the odds? Oh, yeah. That's what I was going to say. I told you in the beginning of the week, like, oh, we did pretty bad. We did pretty bad. And then I was like, no, we did good. I'm doing good. I did better than you in the last two weeks, barely by one game. So I'm creeping up on um, 38, if you don't know percentages off the top of your head. I'm 36 and 64. Lucas is 38 and 64. No. So, yeah. That's 64 in total. 38 out of 64. Excuse mm-hmm. me. 36 out of 64. So he is too You're big. not good at percentages. I'm not. I got, look at all these numbers I got on my fucking notebook. Oh, my God. <laughs> what the heck is that? I work in a weird way. Operate like, in a weird way. Yeah. Uh, but I am two games back. From Lucas, which is what three point one two percent. Yeah, there yeah. You go. I know math. I know math. Percentages, fractions. I hate them. Um, but all right, let's get to this game. Um, let's start off with the uh, Ram Seahawks. Oof. Oh, you want to you want to start it off, or you want me to start it uh, off? I hand it off to you. This is this is you. All right, the Rams coming off of a loss, and they got the Seahawks coming to town with. I, I don't really like the Seahawks this much this year. I, I don't think that they've shown me the MVP style of, of Russell Wilson. I mean, he got off to a crazy start last year, and I just don't think he's been super on point. I mean, Tyler Lockett has been the hugest bright spot. But other than that, like the defense has still been disappointing. And the Rams coming off of a, a loss where they just really got overpowered. I don't think that the Seahawks are like that at all. I don't think they have it in them personnel-wise to do what the Cardinals did to the Rams. And is it in Los Los Angeles? I think it is. It's in no. It's oh, in no. Seattle. Seattle, the Thursday night game. Oof, that's what makes it tough because it's in Seattle is also too, different. Bro. Yeah, but I do think that this is going to be a game for Matthew Stafford to bounce back. He didn't really have a good game last week. Interception, and it was too much of a deficit to overcome. Some garbage time to make it a little bit closer than on the scoreboard than it really was. But I think against the Seattle defense, there's definitely going to be opportunities here and maybe this is finally an opportunity for them to get the running game established because i thought that they were going to get it going against the cardinals poor rush defense but this might be the seattle's uh weakness right here to exploit as well rams did get their ass handed to them by the cardinals high-powered offense defense didn't really matter this one the seahawks won the 49ers last week i mean 49ers couldn't get nothing going with Garoppolo and Trey Lance. 
it looks like Trey Lance is going to um, start. We had to determine that. Grub, they said they have a chance. Garoppolo could start. But, you know, the Shanahan's, they, they just try to keep everything in-house. No leaks. Um, whew, I mean, Tyler Lockett. I know a lot about the Seahawks because I have Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett. Uh, DK did all right. That run game, I'm not – even if Chris, Concert, Chris Carson runs for 120 yards, I'm still not convinced on that run. I just – I haven't seen enough of Chris Carson these last couple of years. He's always been injured, and, like, I ain't praying on his downfall, but, like, they need to be a little bit – it's not consistent. Um, I think – I'm going to take the Rams here. Seahawks are probably underdogs. Rams, <sighs> right? Man, I don't know. I mean, something. I mean, sometimes I just get, like, these feelings that the Seahawks are going to win, and I feel like the Seahawks are going to win this one too because they're at home. Oh, and it's an, yeah, they it's are at home. It's another divisional game. Like, they just took care of business in San Fran. Like, that was a hard thing to do. And, oh, man. Take the Seahawks, bro. Take your gut. Yeah, this is – they lost their first home game against the Titans. And I think that was more because of Derrick Henry. And the Rams have yet to figure it out on the ground yet for me to like them enough. So, I think I will take Seattle. It could be – right, uh, I like it. Starting it off good. Yeah, it could be a high-scoring game, but I think that maybe Seattle just gets – things are going to go their way. Maybe they get the ball last or or Russell Wilson finally has, like, a crazy good game. But it just I, – I have a gut feeling about it. So, Seattle will take him and maybe something like 27-24. Uh, I didn't get that gut feeling with this one. I know the run game is a little suspect, and the Seahawks – Believe it or not, I'm not convinced of Chris Carson, but it's more consistent than the Rams running back situation. They got to get it sorted out. Cam Akers was a huge loss. Imagine how good they'll be doing if they had Cam Akers towards ACL in like preseason or something. Uh, I'm going to take the Rams. I just think the Seahawks defensively is not going to be able to hold it together. The Rams um, are no joke on offense. I know they, they took an L against the Cardinals, who we didn't really convince on their defense. But I don't. There's no way the Rams lose back-to-back divisional games. And you even said that vicious circle. It's the 49, the Seahawks beating the 49ers. 49ers beating the, the Rams. The, I think the Rams and then Rams beating Seahawks. I. It's always a weird circle. I'm gonna take the Rams here. I'm gonna say 27-24. Is that your score? I didn't realize. Yes. It, yeah. Is it? Oh, oh my gosh. I just did very this, opposite. Switcheroo. Yeah, good old switcheroo. All right. All right. Moving on. Moving on. Um, Uh, I'll pick the next game. Yeah, go ahead. So next game I'm interested in. How about we'll stay in the NFC West, the 49ers and the Cardinals. Like you said, we don't know. Jimmy G said that he is going to – or not Jimmy G didn't say it. Uh, Shanahan said that most likely Jimmy G is on track to play. And the Cardinals' best team in football right now. I, I think so. The undefeated record speaks for itself. Beating the Rams speaks for itself in L.A. And I think that there's opportunity here to really rattle Jimmy G if it's him in there. And I think the Cardinals, it's at home for the Cardinals. I, I like them a lot in this divisional game. Uh, I think that there's no answer for Kyler Murray right now. This offense is clicking for the Cardinals. So Kyler Murray is going to neutralize whatever the 49ers bring on the defensive line, whether it be blitzes or just Nick Bosa and the edge rushers. They're going to be no match for this Cardinals team. I mean, the key is going to be keeping Kyler Murray in the pocket, but even then, they have so many weapons that someone is going to get open. 
I don't see how the 49ers can win unless Trey Lance comes in, but there's just no dynamic way for the 49ers. There's no answer for them. I mean, the only way is really Trey Lance because the running game wasn't healthy. Even with Trey Sermon, they didn't get 100 yards with him on the ground. And Trey Lance brings so much, especially against a weak Cardinals rush defense. That would be the answer. That, that seems like the most logical thing for me. Unless they're keeping it in-house, like you said, and really trying to disguise. But the Cardinals are going to be ready regardless for whatever quarterback is in there. So I'm already ready to take the Cardinals in this one. Okay, Cardinals, without Trey Lance, if Trey Lance starts, I'll change the score because it's still early in the week. Without Trey Lance, you think the Cardinals will win? Yeah, and I'll say even with Trey Lance, they win. The oh, 49ers okay. have yet to get George Kittle involved as much as they need to too i mean this guy was the catalyst for their offense when they were at the top of their game when they were at that super bowl run it started with him run blocking but also you remember those plays where he would look like he fell down and then get oh, yeah, up I love play that play. Yeah. yeah i mean this guy is the key to their offense regardless with the running game but then highlighting him over the top with these play actions and something about shanahan there's something in the way maybe it's jimmy g maybe it's something else maybe trey lance isn't ready but right now the 49ers just seem a little bit more dysfunctional right now and the cardinals are rolling so i'll take them maybe I, like th 31 to 31 to 23 31 to 23 i think it's gonna be a lot closer than that they kept it close with the uh, seahawks last week even with trey lance um entering the game a little late um damn but the Cardinals are a way better offense at Seattle, wouldn't you admit? I would gladly admit that because best team in the uh, – I wouldn't. I don't know if I want to – I mean, we said that about the Rams. I mean, their record does show for – you got to watch out. This is a, this is the time they fell last last year. Um, you know, I don't know if you guys believe in trends, but uh, <laughs> I kind of want to take the 49ers in this one. It's my girl's team, and she got mad at me last week because um, I was – But you were right. It. Yeah, uh, I was uh, rooting for Tyler Lockett, and she's like, no. I was like, fantasy football is the most important thing in my life. And she's like, I'm not. And I was like, okay, football, 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 and left. Um, let's go with – I'm going to go with the Cardinals. Yeah, they're, uh, I don't see the 49ers stopping them, even though they do got a stout physical defense. Like, it's pretty stout. Um, the quarterback situation, I think what's holding them back, like you mentioned, like you don't know what it is. Maybe it's the timeline of Trey Lance, like. Maybe that's holding over their heads like, okay, we drafted this dude. It's 2021. People want to see him now. We're not going to wait, even though we should. Like, should we just play him? Let's, let's, what's Jimmy G? Like, I think there's a lot of uh, misunderstanding or misconception of what's, like, really going on. And I, I don't know. I, 49ers are a weird team this year. I thought they would do a lot better because I thought Trey Lance would be starting. So I'm going to take the Cardinals in this one. I think it'll be a little close. Um, I'm going to say, like, 49ers at least get 20. With Trey Lester, that's easy two touchdowns. Trey Sherman could get one. George Kittle definitely has to get one or two. And I'll take the Cardinals. I think they run away with it a little bit. Say 29. Give them a weird score. Cardinals, number one scoring team in the league right now, averaging 35 points per game. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. And they burst some good teams. So, yeah. All right, a game I want to go to. Let's go with the Eagles and Panthers. Two, team, two teams that we've been talking a lot about. Eagles, Jalen Hurts, dude gives you 400 all-purpose yards regardless. How is he doing in fantasy? I was about to ask you about that. He's doing well for you, isn't he? Um, 
Yes, he is doing well <laughs> for me. I have three leagues. Give me a second. Jalen Hurts gave me 31 points. And then last week, he gave me 24. And then week two, the first uh, week of the trade, he gave me 20. So he's gradually getting better. And uh, you traded Julio for him. It's been a W Julio. so far. Yep. And um, that's a W, but I don't think I won the other trade with Aaron Jones. We'll have to see. But um, <laughs> Jalen Hurts is the key. He'll get you 400 all-purpose yards. If you're losing, he'll give you like 300 if you're winning. So what Jalen Hurts you want, you know? Panthers right. did get kind of beat down a little bit. It was against the Cowboys. I don't – the Eagles are not the Cowboys. Um, it's all going to be if you can stop the Eagles tight ends. Goddard, I believe that's how you pronounce it, and um, Ertz. Like, Ertz was even questionable to even be there on the roster. He wanted to trade, but he's there, and he is thriving. Him and Goddard are just like – I didn't think I will say this, but the best tight end duo – there's not a lot of tie-in duo, duos dudos, um, in the league. So I think they're maybe the only one. I don't know, Parham and Cook, that's kind of like a low-key one because we're Charger fans. But um, pretty pretty legit duo. Um, some young guys, Ward, Watkins, receivers, but Devontae Smith too. Um, the Panthers do got C.J. Henderson. He got Burnus. He, he got one extra full week into the play, the defensive playbook. Sam Darnold. Chubby Hubbard, you know, I kind of convinced myself that the Eagles might win this one. What do you think? I got to hear your input because I almost convinced myself the Eagles could win right now. I was going with Panthers initially, but I, I think there's a bounce back game for the Panthers, to be honest. I mean, even though they got ran all over, I think, and the ran along. and the Eagles uh, kind of have a good rushing attack. I think that this is just a bounce back game. I think the Cowboys are just that good. And the Eagles, they're kind of all over the place. I, I expect the Panthers to just get back to the quarterback. And and when Jalen Hurts gets sacked, I think that just derails everything. That's the one thing that you have to attack. And that takes care of almost everything when you're on the defensive side of the ball and things fall into place. Panthers are very good at doing that. They actually got to, to Dak Prescott pretty well early on. It's just Dak Prescott is just that good. And they adjusted and they got the ball out quickly. And a lot of some of criticisms for Jalen Hurts is the fact that he holds onto the ball a little too long and, and he gets sacked. So, uh, I will take the Panthers in this one. I think it's a bounce back game. Also, the fact that Sam Darnold is Superman right now. I mean, he's leading the league in rushing touchdowns oh, right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's a little bit of an underrated part of the Panthers game right now. Even though it's taken a little bit away from Trouble Hubbard, I think they'll figure that out as they go along until Christian McCaffrey comes back. And DJ Moore's emerging. I'm surprised Robbie Anderson. Is there is there a Robbie Anderson injury or what? Dude, he's abs. He's MIA, bro. I, I almost traded Taylor Locker for this guy. I was so high on Roby Anderson coming into the season. I was also high on Tommy Tremble, which I think you should still keep. Don't drop him. He had zero touchdowns, 0. 0 points in fantasy. He only had one look, and he got lit up by <laughs> someone lit his ass up. Was it Diggs? He got lit the fuck up. It was his only target he got lit up. And still holding on to him, though. I dropped Hunter Henry, bro. Can you believe that shit? I dropped Hunter Henry. He had a touchdown. The only week he has a touchdown. Sorry, that's fantasy stuff. That's that's Thursday. But so, what's the score for the Panthers? Yeah, um, it's gonna be. I think they could get to thirty this game. Okay, maybe thirty-three to twenty. Eagles getting some garbage time points and and stuff. But I, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if the Panthers get back to looking strong again. Would you be surprised if the Eagles win? Oof. 
That's a big surprise, right? Yes, I would. I really would. And I think it would be surprising. I think Miles Sanders would have to have a big game, but Miles Sanders hasn't been doing nothing. And I, I don't know how the Eagles could win if unless they force some type of mistakes from Darnold. I think that's going to be the key if the Eagles are going to win. They have to they have to make Darnold make some mistakes and and it happened last game but I don't know if the Eagles have it on the defensive line anymore with their injuries and yeah I still feel comfortable taking the Panthers all right I would take the Panthers yeah I'm gonna take the Panthers Jalen Hurts a lot of those stats are mis misleading because a lot of them came from garbage time um I think yeah be, I think it's gonna be low scoring actually um I think it's gonna be 14 17. I just had this weird feeling it's going to be. Uh, it could low be scoring. low scoring. It could yeah. be. I think the Panthers get back to it on defense. You said it. You convinced me. Get you're that extra push to uh, convince me that the Panthers win. But the Eagles, they got something. You just got to get those playmakers involved instead of the tight ends and just Devontae Smith. They get Ward, Watkins, or uh, oh, is it Watkins? A lot of uh, Watkins, yeah. A lot of no names to the casual fan, but I know them because I watch every game. And I'm sports guy David, so it's going to be a good game. I think the I want to be surprised the Eagles win. If the Eagles win, it will have to be 21-17. But I would take the Panthers in this one, uh, escaping a win, bouncing back. All right, I'll pick the next game. Packers going to Cincinnati. This is a really interesting one. The Bengals have been keeping in every single game, even the one they lost. I don't even remember which one they lost yet, uh, but. The offense, even if they get shut out in the first half, they make furious comebacks. And Jamar Chase and that, that connection has been healthy. Joe Burrow has been looking great. Joe Mixon has been looking great. And the the passing game, Joe Burrow has been spreading the love around to whoever as well. And the Packers defense, I'm still not sold on them to stop any real good passing attack any real good offense to be honest and i think the Bengals are a good offense this is a really interesting game it'll be maybe a shootout and i mean the packers i was a little concerned for them going into sunday because tj Watt and the defensive line but aaron Rodgers and the packers look really really good that week one is it feels like years ago now and the packers look like they're rolling so i I think maybe I'm leaning towards the Packers, but I could definitely see it going the other way. Yeah, Bengals cannot get a slow start they did against the Jags. They cannot let that happen against Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers will take advantage of that and will win handsomely. Uh, the Bengals, though, Joe Mixon could get involved. CJ Usama, he's always been there, but he just had a big game. Uh, watch, watch him um, be a big part of that. But he's just on the run all the time and like every it seems like every single pass he's just running away from the defensive line on the opponent's mm -hmm. side like it's it sucks because i'm like this dude is talented imagine if he had a line like he's doing good without one like packers doesn't get they, they don't as get long as he back. stays healthy though it's a w yeah, in the draft he, yeah if he tears another acl or the same acl we might be talking you know i don't want to say i don't want to jinx him because i really do like the dude um, damn Packers, Bengals, AJ Dillon got involved too last game. Um, I think it's going to be a high score game. I'll call it first. I'm going to say Packers 34, Bengals 30. I think the key for the Bengals is just getting Joe Mixon involved first. 
getting that run game established first. The Packers do give up over 100 yards per game on the ground, but barely over 102. That's 12th in the league. And I think the Bengals' offensive line, regardless of how makeshift it kind of seems, is good enough to get it done. It's been proven so far this year to get it done. This is a tough one for me, but damn. It's so hard to call it a loss for Aaron Rodgers. And I predicted the Packers going 15 and 2. So this is their second loss they're gonna have. Oh, I said man. I said 13 and 4. I think I said 13 and 4. They could at least win four games. They lost one already. Yeah. This is a very tough one. Uh, let me look up who the Bengals lost real quick. Who did they lose to? Um, I'm glad you asked that question. This is a morning game. They lost to the, oh, they lost to the Bears. They lost to the Bears, yeah, week two. All right, that's enough to convince me for the Packers. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I think that – I mean, I, I'm, I have to respect Aaron Rodgers and the offense that got back on track. They could win games with just those guys. It's kind of like Mahomes and Chiefs and Travis Kelsey and them. So, you know, I, I got to trust the Packers to handle business, but I cannot be surprised if it goes the other way. I'm not too confident in this one. If the spread is like somewhere like plus seven, plus plus eight, nine, ten, I would probably would take that for the Bengals. But yeah, Packers, it has to be a close one. I think it's like 27, 24. I don't know. I don't feel too confident about this game. It's going to be a good one. I feel like it's going to be a good one. Yeah, a lot of. Good morning games. Okay, I have the Packers winning by four. All right, next one. I want to go with the Sunday night game, Bills and Chiefs. Oh, yeah, let's hear it. A lot of these Bills stats are from two major blowouts from teams that one lost to a very early in Jacoby Brisket cold off the bench. Um, That defense, the Dolphins defense was not, not, as good as we thought it was, kind of like the Washington football team. Not more disappointed, probably just a little bit the same or a little bit less. Uh, and then the Texans, who only had like a total of, what, 67 yards or some crazy number like that. So let's not get – you know, don't let that determine this, this win or loss because, honestly, I don't know who's going to win this one. Bills, great through the air. Run game still suspicious. The Chiefs, they are human. Very Patrick human. Holmes is human. He has four interceptions in this month. That's that's every quarterback thing. They, they need to normalize that for him. I know it's not normal for him to throw interceptions, but that's this the NFL, the Chargers, you know, these teams are gonna normal normalize that for him. You're welcome. Um, and that run game, Clyde. You know, you really gotta stop that dude. He's capable of hundred. And Daryl Harrison or Dar- Daryl Harrison, Daryl Williams, who pretty much saved me in fantasy because he stole the touchdown from Clyde. Thank God. Uh Key is going to start uh, stop Kyrie uh, Kyrie Hill, the speedster on the outside, Travis Kelsey, Mahomes with those plays. They're going to have to get to the quarterback here, big time. Bills, Gregory Russo, uh, Edmonds, those guys are going to have Epinesa. to. And Vanessa, who he's doing better this year, but I want him to break out. He was a first round draft pick a couple years ago. Um, I'm leaning towards the Chiefs, but I do I am very interested on in what you got to say. I think I'm leaning towards the Bills, honestly. I think the Bills definitely have a better defense than the Chiefs right now. The Chiefs are really bad all around on the defensive side of the ball. I think everything's up for grabs. Everything's open right now for the Bills' offense. They are rolling. And it's not even Stephon Diggs. I mean, Josh Allen, he's he's getting out of the pocket. 
Yeah, Dawson Knox, Josh, and 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 he's extending plays, and and he's looking like an MVP candidate. Uh, I think that first game really threw a lot of people off, even threw the Bills off. But it was a good wake up call, a good punch in the face, and it looks like they are not looking to get punched again. If this goes into a shootout, I still favor the Bills because Take right now, yeah, I, I right now the the Kansas City offense is all about uh, Travis Kelsey and, and Hill. Hill had a crazy 170 yard game, but other than that, like this. Kansas City team, they're not really uh, – I, I don't think they're as dangerous as past years where they had so many different contributions every single week that you didn't know who it was coming from. You know where it's coming from now. I think that this actually plays into a lot of other defenses' hands, even though it's still hard to beat. It's a lot more easier for teams to focus on who to slow down. So uh, even though the Bills kind of are – you know, th- their stats are inflated because of their opponents, I think there is a chance for them to be – to be very competent here. And and I don't think they're taking it lightly. And, and the good teams beat up on bad opponents. They've done that handedly, not even letting other teams score. That's I think that counts for something, man. These these teams aren't scrubs. Like not all these teams are, are, are filled with just bums off the street. I mean, Brandon Cooks has been cooking everyone this whole year and even have nothing against the Bills. I really like the Bills in this one, even if it goes to a blowout. So I think I might we'll take the Bills and Chiefs falling a two and three. That's a tough prediction, but I could see yes. it. All right, what's the score? Yeah, I think it has to be a shootout. Both of these teams are really good. Bills are 33.5 points per game um, scoring, and that's also what the Chiefs are, 33.5 points per game scoring. Oh, they're, they're both second in the league. and uh, But the thing is, the Kansas City defense, they're 31st in the league in points allowed, 31.2. And obviously the Bills are number one right now because of their, their two shutouts. So, yeah, I'll take the Bills, and I think it'll be high scoring, um, like 42-37. I really think it could be like that. 37? Yeah. Big numbers there. Definitely taking the over on this one. Uh, I'm going to take – damn, you, you really convinced me, bro. I don't see the Chiefs going to two and three i would love to i'm a charger fan i would love that um yo ah damn this is really hard this is probably the and it's sunday night so this is gonna be a good game all eyes on this game probably yeah. this i want to take the bills they got a lot of weapons I'll, okay i'm gonna take the bills you convinced me i'm gonna go 33 30 chiefs keep it close drop another big one um yeah, if you look at the weapons, you can you might have the best tight end in the football and one of one of the best wide receivers, but it's gonna take more than that. Your running back, what bottom uh, top twenty? I would say maybe top twenty, maybe twenty five. There's a lot of good running backs this year. Um, the your supporting cast for your receivers, who is it? Robinson, Pringle, McCord, Hartman. Like, not the greatest supporting cast, and defense is kind of struggling a little. Um, so yeah, I'll take the Bills 33-30. Not too confidently. I can see it going another way, but I want the Bills to win. Let's keep them rolling. All right. It's my turn, right? Um, I'm going to go with... 
All right, let's talk about this game. We were talking about before the podcast, Giants and Cowboys. The Giants who come off with a big overtime victory off the Saints and the Cowboys just keep on rolling. But this is a divisional game and it's pissing me off because we said it right before the podcast that we kind of both feel like this is a game where the Giants could win. And not because they're the better team, but they just, they just steal it. These division games are different, especially among the NFC East. Like they they really play each other tough and, and it's another vicious cycle, vicious circle. Um, I, the logic would point to the Cowboys winning it, but Danny Dimes, 400 yard game, and he's 50% completion on deep passes in the league. Saquon Barkley, even though he didn't have too many yards in the ground, he is starting to turn the corner maybe on the season and finally improve that touchdown. It has to be a huge confidence builder. And they finally get, I think they finally got Galladay involved after being absent so long. Uh, so this could be the Giants team that a lot of people were expecting. I mean, this their ceiling was definitely proven, but it was also against an inconsistent Saints team. And Trevon Diggs, this guy is really incredible. And, and yeah, I think he could have another one. But when the Giants look good, they look really good. Yeah, I have this weird feeling that the Giants could upset. But, I mean, the Cowboys are just – you rest in Diggs, who has five interceptions on the year. Excuse me. And, like, he's good. He's proving the haters wrong on this one. You got Dak, who's just slinging it. You got Zeke, who could run. Giants did win an inconsistent Saints team, like you said. They're all over the place with no playmakers, just Camara and the, the defense, which is just lacking. I want to call the Giants upset, but, I mean, the Cowboys are really high-powered, bro. Like, I don't know if the Giants defense could hold them. They did have the Saints score, what, 24, 27 points? Um, I'm gonna take the Cowboys, but I really want I really want the Giants to win. I kind of flaked on the upset I called earlier, but I think the Cowboys <laughs> will lose, or I think the Cowboys will win 24 uh 24 to um I don't know, I don't see the Giants scoring 24, 21, not even 21, maybe 17 to 30. Yeah, I mean, it's so hard to call the Cowboys losing right now, especially after they're rolling. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, I got to believe in the Cowboys. I got to believe in Micah Parsons. I got to believe in that pass rush, and they'll throw Danny Dimes off. It'll be a surprise if the Giants pull out this one. They only have one victory. I got to go Cowboys here. What what was your score? Uh, 17-30. The Cowboys are averaging 31 points per game, 31 and a half. You know, I think they all get over the thir- 33 to 14. Yeah, we would love to see the Giants. I mean, I was really high on the Giants coming into the season. It's just- they, all, they also flip-flop every week. Like, they go one good week, one bad week. It's been like that the whole season. All right, moving on to Jets and Falcons. Gosh, that's such a tough game to call. It's, it's not It's not so much that it's interesting. It's just so much it's tough to call. Jets coming off a big win, getting to the quarterback seven times. The Falcons almost getting to uh, getting a, the number in the win column, but couldn't. God. Oh, man. The Jets those, look Those good. poor London fans. This game's in London, and they always get the shitty game, but, like, they always sell out. Like, they always well, – They love they, football out there. They love football. Like, it's but, weird. Yeah, they love football, and, like – you know you love football when you can enjoy a shitty game like this and it still be loud as hell and like maybe they just don't understand it yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's dimensions to this. Like I don't understand soccer. 
much. I'm Sports Guy David, but soccer is kind of confusing. Um, shit, That's like the most straightforward game out there. I don't understand. Oh, like leagues and players and <laughs> oh, roles yeah. and shit. Like the, that part of it. I don't know how that shit works. Like a player could be on a team in Europe and then go on a loan for a week in South Africa. And it's, it, it, I, I don't know. It's just uh, soccer is weird to me. I love watching this sport. It's it's amazing to watch. It's a great sport. Um, I don't know where to start. Corey Davis had a big game finally. Zach Wilson looked good. I would say that. Uh, Matt Ryan had four touchdowns. I mean, he looked pretty good too. Um, Kyle Pitts needs to get involved. I don't know where to go with this one, bro. Like, not trying think, to go off of recency bias. Kind of am. I kind of am too because I think I like Rob Sala. I I really trust him, even though the Jets haven't been showing too much. The fact that there was poise after starting 0-3 and he, that he was like, you know, we got to do better. And, he, and I forgot exactly how the presser went, but it, it was very reassuring to hear it as like a football fan, even though I'm not a fan of the Jets. It, it felt good because he was one of the most sought after coaches and it feels like he is still very poised and very calm, even though the Jets have been, you know, a terrible performance on the field. And the way that they came out knew exactly how to attack the Titans. I think that this is very similar for game plan for them. They got to attack Matt Ryan. And I think Rob Sala is credited to do it. Quinn and Williams at the defensive line look really, really good. And I think that this it could be another game where, yeah, they, they're going to come out firing and look right against the Falcons. Zach Wilson also does not look, does not lose confidence, even no matter how many times he messes up. And the Falcons definitely give up a lot of big plays. I do feel comfortable picking the Jets, and I because yeah, I just can't touch the Falcons anymore. I might just call them losing every single game for the rest of the year. But have they won a game yet? The Falcons? No, no right? Yeah. Golly, yeah. The yeah. Jets take this one. Yeah, uh, I'll say. God, it's so even. It's hard to even call high scoring like twenty-one to seventeen. I don't think it's gonna get that high. I mean, Rob Ryan is capable of it. You said 21-17? Yes. So this is in London, not waking up early. I already wake too – I wake up way too early on Sundays. Um, anyways, Jets look good. They got to the quarterback. Corey Davis, no com- or, uh, no confidence lost. And Wilson, the Falcons are just abysmal. Uh, Cal- Cardell Patterson was really their savior. I can see him having two touchdowns, but he'd be the only one with two touchdowns. I'm going to say it's closer than what people think. I'm going to go 17-14. Let's go 18-14. Oh, that's weird. That would happen in London, though. So who do you call? Jets. Jets winning. The Jets winning, but I mean, the only only thing that's – I'm literally 50-50, but the Jets are going to have to be in a jet to fly to (laughs) London, and I think that's a slight advantage. That and that like I like Robert Sala more than I like Arthur Smith. Yeah, that too. Robert Sala. I mean, the the happiness he had winning was so wholesome. And Zach Wilson, who he looks like a kid that uh, plays tetherball in like fifth grade. Um, he still got some. He got hard in him, and you see it. Like he was just like sitting on the bench and seeing the whatever was going on. And I was like, okay, this just got some hope. Not a lot. Don't don't try to sell hope, but <laughs> don't sell hope. Uh, but it's going to be interesting game, I think. Okay, so next game, we'll talk about Broncos going to Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, man. I'm so tired of this team. Like, this is one of those teams where I just wish that the season ended already. Like, wh- I, I just feel so tired of it. The only bright spot is Najee Harris. Najee Harris is 
gosh, he must be so tired. Like this guy is probably have ice packs um, all over his legs after each and every game because it's up to him and, and teams know it's up to him. Now they're already just looking for the dump off pass. They have no time to develop pass plays down the field. Offensive line can't do nothing on the ground. And this is a defensive Broncos team. They have a great defensive line. And I just feel like the Denver Broncos bounce back game. They're going to go into Pittsburgh and, and handle business. And uh, I mean, we'll see what drew lock does. Teddy B what it's a concussion. So he should be back. He could be back. Should he could, be back. Yeah, it should be back. Yeah. Either way, I feel like Denver should be able to take care of business here. Unless it's a miraculous game from TJ Watt and the Steelers defense. But having said that, I do trust Denver to get it done more than the Steelers to put up points. And, I mean, that's all she wrote. Yeah, I'm agree with you 1,000%. If Teddy B is starting, I think so. Uh, Drew Locke looks really bad. If Drew Locke is playing, the Steelers might have a chance to yeah. upset. He's doing that bad. Um, but the the Broncos have a pretty good secondary. It's hard. So they, they lost to the Ravens last week. It's hard to defend traditionally Lamar Jackson because he's so, you know, Lamar Jackson. So Ben Roethlisberger, he actually reports today he has a hip injury now. It's like, my guy, stop playing football. Uh, I would go with the Broncos in this one. I think it's um, if Teddy B is playing. Yeah, I if think- Teddy B is playing, I'll say that. But if Drew Locke's playing, I think maybe the Steelers could get a defensive score and that's how they win. I don't know. I don't like Drew Locke at all. So it feels like a different team with Drew Locke. In a bad way. I'm going to say 27-14 if Teddy B starts. Yeah, I'll agree with that. And then flip the score if Teddy B doesn't sc- So contingent score right there. But I'll, I'll use my free. You're using cop- it? Yeah. Ding, da, da, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> You're redeeming your, your first and Co- only copycat score, which was. 27-14. All right. You can't use it no more. All right. It's okay. You're good with this one? Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's see which one I want to talk about. Jags and Titans. Damn it, man. Fucking Jags. Urban Myers over here. Yo. <laughs> he was straight wildin'. Wildin'. Like, and he has to regain the respect in the locker room. There is icing this thread. I forgot who is. I, I want to give the credit to you, but I forgot. He broke it down. Yeah, I think it was Ari Mirov, my sports Maybe. update. Uh, the, the team doesn't respect him. He didn't apologize to – he apologized to a group of people, not like – or individual people, not a group. Like, like, it was weird. And, like, the team, like, reportedly laughed after he walked out of the room. Like, they wow. think he's a joke now. Wow. Like. It has gone the worst. This is right before getting fired. Like, I, Has there I, ever been like a worst start of a head coaching tenure? There probably is. I'm this? not old enough to know. If you act like Skip Bayless or Cower uh, Heard, you pro- probably, but I'm not old enough to know that. Um, Nick Saban didn't get a good start in the NFL. But like, like, dude, it's so bad. He apologized. He even called off. A Monday meeting. He called off of two meetings for this, and like, there's memes like the uh, cow, Urban Cowboy, and there's like a poster. It's actually a really nice poster. Like, it's really. I'm gonna find the fucking tweets. I'm Jaguar David, so they are going off on Jaguar Twitter, bro. It's 
they want him out of there. Get him the job at USC. Um, damn, it sucks because he's committed to this team. He's committed to Trevor Lawrence, but he's not committed. How could we not, say he's committed? Not not, I mean, not anymore. Like not not enough because he was out. He can't even commit to his wife. Is that so? I don't know about who the chick was. It wasn't because he has a wife, and that's that was just a chick. So like even his, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Yeah, I just I mean, saw the aftermath shit. I don't know, like the so that's yeah, just, I don't, that wasn't that was some somebody. So somebody. Yeah, I don't know. This this Jaguars team is a mess. I really do think it stems from Urban Meyer because they they have some guys on this team that I really like, but yeah, both do. But they they. They just um, lost Shark, oh, I think, on the year, right? I think it was DJ Shark, not oh, Chenault. Shit. No, I, I love Chenault. Shark is out. Damn. Yeah. So Shark's out for the year. And things are going downhill, man. I th- they really had a chance to win that last game, but they just don't have anything to put. Like, it, <sighs> They're just so bad. It's a bounce back game for the Titans. I mean, there's no reason the Titans shouldn't win. The Titans do terrible when they have pass rush against them, and the Jaguars don't have a pass rush. So, better be a good game for Titans to drop a forty burger. I'm just oh. waiting for Urban Meyer to get out of there. It's it's annoying. And and my my homie pointed out like he went two weeks ago. He said it's like playing Alabama every week. Like that made Urban Meyer look like an idiot when he said that. He said what? He said, like every week in the NFL, when they placed the Broncos to Nick Vangio, before the game, he was he was talking to them and he was like, "Yeah, like in the NFL, it's like you're playing Alabama every single week." It's like these are yeah, you're in the NFL. Like that made him look so stupid for saying that. They need to figure it out with that dude because it's not looking good. Um, yeah, Titans bounce back game. I'll say, I have James Robinson. They'll give him the rocket. I'm I'm guessing two scores. Yeah, they don't have to pass it to. Maybe Chanel. They can maybe get three. The science defense. Yeah, they're pretty bad. I'm gonna go 34-21. I'll give the I'll give the Jaguars 21. They're capable of 21 points. Julio and and uh, AJ need to come back already. Yeah, if, even if they not, uh, Derrick Henry show for sure. All right, moving well, on. What you, you think? Tell me the score. Uh, 40 zero. <laughs> Just a fat 40 zero bomb. Yeah. Yikes, that's tough. That's why it's called Tough Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. I was going to say baby. Hold on. I got to put your score in. It just melted my brain right now. Your score. Is it my turn to pick a game, right? Yeah, go ahead. All right. I'm going to go with – let's see a good game. I don't know. Bears, Raiders. Justin Fields finally started to get things going downfield, and I really like that. Hopefully the Matt Nagy's no no caller, not playing, not play calling anymore. And uh, Darnell Mooney got things going. I'm ready to see Allen Robinson get involved. Uh, David Montgomery, I thought it was a season-ending injury. It's not a season-ending injury. Just looked it up. And Damian Williams, he is battling something, but he should be good to go this week. And so I like this Bears team to turn things around and and doesn't take a playbook from the Chargers. Get to Derek Carr early. I really think they could do that, and this defense could really hold this Raiders team. If they could get to a fast start, kind of like how they did against the Lions, um, then it could really turn the game plan in their favor, get the Raiders away from the running game, which the Bears are pretty solid at containing anyway. Uh, this could be another game where the Raiders drop the ball. You know how explosive they are, but 
given the fact that how they kind of got exposed yesterday on Monday night, uh, this is exactly the game plan that the Bears are going to want to do. My concern is the Lions were driving all over the Bears, and so the Raiders definitely have the opportunity to do the same thing, and they're much better at protecting the ball than the Lions. So it could be much closer, but I think the Bears have a really good edge here. Uh, so you're going with Bears in this one? I think I will. <sighs> We've been agreeing a lot, and then I think this is going to be one of our disagreements. Um, Raiders are not a first-half team. They are a second-half team. When they get going, they get going. They roll. They roll heavy, and they could just get completions when they need to. They could get runs they need to. Darren Waller could get involved. I just – the Bears, I'm not sold on Justin Fields yet. Uh, they did – it was David Montgomery's show. He's not going to be there – Next week, it's not season ending, but it's not going to be there next week. And Damian Will uh, Williams is dealing with some stuff, so the run game is going to be a little suspicious. Allen Robinson needs to get involved, like now, like he needed to get involved three weeks ago. Um, I'm gonna take the Raiders in this one. Unfortunately, I just think they're a better team. Yeah, I, I think they're a better team, but we, this we, is my upset for the week. Okay, all right, good upset. Wait, what what do you think the score would be? You know, I think that it has to be. I think. I don't think the Bears have a, a high-powered offense, so I don't think they uh, they could get more than thirty. I think, I think it has to be a low-scoring affair for them to win. So, like twenty-one to twenty, like that close. Oh, okay. So you're thinking? All right. Let's see. The Raiders, like I said, they put a good fight against the Chargers. Just didn't have enough of momentum. Um, I don't see the Bears scoring twenty-one. I really don't. I think they'll score 13 to 24 and take the Raiders in this one. <sighs> the thing is, yeah, the, the running game has to be healthy for the Bears because they are terrible at protecting their quarterback and the defensive line for the Raiders is for real. So it could just completely be off. I could be completely off. But the Raiders, you know, pass rush, I mean, the Bears pass rush is just as good as the Raiders, I would say. Yeah, Matt Crosby could get in there and the Chargers made Darius Phylon look like a goddamn pro bowler. He was an ex-charger. I mean, the Raiders are just wannabe chargers, if you really think about Casey Hayward, Perryman. I mean, all the other players in the history went Gus there. Bradley. Gus Bradley. Or Kent Wisenhunt, you mean? Yeah. According to the Raiders PR. Um, all right. A game I would like to talk to or talk about. Um, what about the Saints and the Washington football team? Two Golly. teams, which we compared to them a little or in our last podcast, that they're kind of like the same but on opposite spectrums of defense and offense, of course. Uh, what do you think of this one? I don't know, man. This is like another game. Like the Saints, I'm never learning anything from them each and every week, and I think I'm never not going to learn anything from them again. And Washington football team, like they, they give up points to anybody, even struggling offenses. So I wouldn't be surprised if Jameis Winston does air it out. I mean, Montez Sweat and Chase Young haven't been getting to the quarterback at all. And the secondary has been a disappointment. It feels like anything anyone could do anything on them against the air, on the air. And then the Saints, like they, they just gave up so many big plays to the Giants. And I like Taylor Heineke and Scary McLaurin. Oh, my gosh. Spooky season. October is here. He's showing up. And he had a huge game last week, and I expect that to continue. No one's stopping this guy. And so Taylor Heineke is just chucking it up for him. I think the offense is starting to open up for a little bit. It is in Washington, so I think I'll give the slight edge to Washington. What's the score? You know, I'll say it is – you know, it could be something funky, like 25-22. Oh, real funky. Oh, your notification. Oh, nothing. Um, 
Yeah, Washington football team, I think, is just a better team, even defensively, and that's not saying a lot. The Saints got to get it together. I mean, Sean Payton got to get it together with the play calling. How come Alvin Kamara is not getting any passes out of the backfield? Not one target last week out of the backfield is inexcusable. That's true. I'm going to go with 1427. Now, 1428. I'll go 1428. Antonio Gibson, uh, McKissick, um, those guys are legit. Logan Thomas is week to week. So, crossing my fingers on that. But, I, yeah. Mm. I, I like Washington football team better than the Saints. So, it's the only real thing that's holding me. To keep them to win, yeah. All right. Uh, how about did we go over the Lions and Vikings yet? No, we didn't. Bounce back game for the Vikings. I think they should be able to just score all over this Lions team. Lions team that, like I said, they were driving all last week. They could probably keep this one close, but I do think the Vikings will roll away with this one. I don't see any other reason why they shouldn't. And the Lions haven't given me a reason to pick them to win a game. Was yeah. Um, Jared Goff. Jamal Williams, they're legit dudes, but the Vikings offense is just really good. Their defense held Baker Mayfield and those Browns to only two touchdowns. I think the Browns are better than the Lions offensively, so I'm going to take the Lions – or I'm taking the Vikings here. Uh, I think it's close. I think it's 21-24. Um, they do give up some big plays. The Jared Vikings, Goff, like you said, they look like they're waking up on defense finally. It took them a couple weeks, but they're doing it. Yeah. What's your final score prediction? 30-13. Uh, to 13. Oh, you think they're going to run away with it? Mm-hmm. All right, moving on to maybe some throwaway games. Uh, Patriots-Texans. Throwaway. Patriots, yeah. Patriots. <sighs> the only bright spot has been it's been Cooks and the Patriots. That's their that's their strength, and they really showed it on Sunday Night Football against the Bucks. So I don't expect much for the Texans at all. And Patriots might run away with this one. I don't know. 27 to 12. 27 to 12? Yeah. Damn, they kick four field goals? Yeah. Yeah, Davis Mills. I mean, they got this guy early in the draft, but he's just not developed enough. Uh, I'm going to say 21-7. I think he scored a touchdown, no field goals, just one touchdown. All right, Bucks and Dolphins. Do we even got to talk about this one? Yeah, I know, right? The Dolphins just look like a completely different team from last year. The Bucks, they're gonna come away with this one. I'm gonna say thirty-three to ten. Yeah, it's hard to put some respect on the Dolphins because they have not been doing great this year. Um, I'll give them two touchdowns, garbage time, maybe touchdowns, fourteen to thirty-five. I think the Bucks run away with it pretty hands easily. All right, moving on to the Ravens and Colts. Colts still got some fight in them. Uh, they do. They got some fight in them, a little bit. Enough to beat the Ravens, though? <sighs> Is it enough to beat the Ravens? The Ravens haven't been good against the pass. But I think the key for the Colts has always been, again, the ground game going and Jonathan Taylor. And I don't think that's going to happen against this Baltimore team. Duffy away could probably get a crucial sack in there against Carson Wentz. So I do like the Baltimore Ravens in this one. We've, I mean, there's nothing new about the Colts. We're not learning anything. There's not a new game plan. There's not a new offensive attack. They're still the same team each and every week. Baltimore, at least they could find, like, there's always 
a ceiling for them that they could hit like another ceiling, like Hollywood Brown finally getting a good touchdown. Um, and then we're still waiting for Rashad Bateman to show up. So, you know, Baltimore is just a really good run team. And so I'll take them in this one. What you thinking? 28 to 14. Yeah. I mean, the Colts just are kind of one of those like in the center of the pack kind of teams. Ravens, obviously better than them. If they lose this one, I'll be really surprised. I think it'll be 17 to 28. I think the Colts get a field goal more than what you predicted. But um, there you guys have it. Whew. A lot of for sures and a lot of. Uh, Every week is full of that. I know, right? I think the over for the Bills and Chiefs could hit over 60. That might well, be an interesting one. Well, we're definitely going to be parlay. Talking, Yeah, we're definitely going to be parlaying it up on Thursday because um, we love doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Oh, dude, this gives me anxiety. We got I'll, 10 and 11 wins. Like, we got to put something down on the money line with some of these for sure. I don't even know. Yeah, I'm gonna just do ten for sure and see what happens. Maybe like I gotta go with locks instead of underdogs. I don't know. We'll see. Check out Thursday for that one. Uh Lucas, where can we find you on social media? Find me on Twitter at SugarfreeLucas and make sure you follow tough underscore podcast on all social medias. And if you like chargers, tough underscore chargers. And if you like fantasy and betting, tough underscore fantasy. And if you want to be on the podcast, just go ahead, slide in the DMs, mention us. Because we always like highlighting fans. Because if it wasn't for the fans, there'd be no sports. David, what about you? You can find me, Sports Guy David, on all social media outlets. Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all that fun stuff. Um, Fan interviews from the Charger Tailgate. Um, If you're a Charger fan, go listen to that podcast. We had a fan, um, future defensive coordinator for the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, But yeah, everyone have a good day. Follow Tough Podcast, Tough Chargers, Tough Fantasy. Um, Be safe and uh, later. We'll